Her. Together we're going to start the nice deep breath. We'll let it out. Because for a few minutes, we're going to talk about patience. When we think about patience, I really want to say, I want to say, patience is something all of us struggle with to some level. Now that seems judgy, so I'm going to back off of that just a little bit to say probably most of us, in some, in some capacity, struggles with patience, struggles with the idea of being patient in the face of difficulty, in the face of confrontation, in the face of trouble, in the face of some circumstance where patience is needed, we often struggle to showcase it. So we'll talk for a few minutes about that. We're going to start really at the very beginning with, with something that we, we have to keep in our mind that that tells me this is something that's important, that's something I need to be working on, is to never lose sight that God demands us to be patient people. He, he, he requires it of us. It, it isn't one of those things that it's like, listen, if you can, it would be best if you would showcase patience. He doesn't operate that way. He doesn't go in that direction. He demands patience. And what makes it so difficult at times is he demands patience always. In every circumstance, in every situation where there is difficulty, in every situation where we have questions or we have struggles, he is calling upon us to be patient. Now, he's not asking us of anything he isn't himself, right? I mean, you think about God and his patience. I mean, think about the level with which and how patient God is. Think about to yourself how many times that you have ignored God. How many times that you have sinned against God. How many times that you have turned your back on God. But how many times God has called you back. How how many times has God waited for you? How many times has God forgiven you every time. That's the patience that he has for us. In a passage like this in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, Peter will make the point in this way, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He is patient with us. He is patient with us because he loves us. Now, God is way more patient with us than we are with him because he's perfect in his patience, but he still demands it of us. So I want us to think about why. Now, there are benefits of being patient. We're going to talk about those here in just a moment. But I want us foundationally to begin to see and for us to think about why it is That God demands patience. I think the easy answer to that, and that's where my mind usually goes, is what is the easy answer, right? What is the easy way to answer this question? That God demands patience because patience is a byproduct. It is a byproduct of our faith and our trust in Him. If I have faith in God 
and I trust him implicitly, a byproduct of that is patience. That when I find myself in a difficult circumstance or I find myself in a difficult situation, I trust that God is in control. I have faith that he can see me through. I have faith and trust that he is always going to do the right thing. And because of that, I'm patient. You see, patience is a byproduct of our faith and our trust. And when we wait patiently, we're exercising our faith. That's what God wants foundationally from us. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to have faith in him. That's why he says in his book in Hebrews chapter 11 that if we don't have faith, it's impossible to please him. I mean, it's an all stop right there when it comes to pleasing God. If you don't have faith, then there's no next step. It's an impossibility to please God. So I want us to begin to think about patience a little bit. And maybe to help us is to get kind of in our mind an understanding about what patience is. I think sometimes we put in our head that patience is about waiting. In a lot of ways, it is. But it's not just about waiting. It is about waiting in a very specific circumstance. If you look up just the definition of patience, you're going to see that. So I looked it up in Webster's. And a lot of times when you look up a word in Webster's, like all dictionaries, you'll get you know, something like here's the first definition and the second definition and the third and the fourth. And usually the first couple kind of gives you what you're looking for. And the third or the fourth or the fifth kind of don't make a lot of sense sometimes. So I don't look that far down very often. But when I looked up patience in Webster's and I began to read and there were five definitions given, I was like, man, I like all of those. Now, Mr. Webster in a lot of ways just said the exact same thing five different ways. But it really sung to me about and helped me to understand what patience is all about. So I'm going to showcase those for you right here. If you look up just a definition of patience, you're going to see something like this. The first definition, bearing pains or trials calmly or without complaint. The second definition is this, manifesting forbearance under provocation or strain. Number three, not hasty or in. Impetuous. Number four, steadfast despite opposition, difficulty, or adversity. Or fifthly, able or willing to bear. Now, did you take notice about what's common in, that, in those five definitions? Well, the commonality are words like pains, or trials, or provocation, or strain, or opposition, or difficulty, or adversity, or forbearance. Those are the things that are common when we think about this. That's when we need patience. When I'm dealing with something difficult, I need patience. When I find myself in trouble, when I find myself tempted, when I find myself in a difficult or troublesome circumstance, patience. But yet on the other hand, God showcases benefits for us. I want you to look at these few passages with me. In Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4, listen to this. He says, not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation 
produces perseverance. Your translation may say patience and perseverance, character and character hope. When we begin to think about the benefits of patience, certainly it showcases that foundational principle of faith and trust, but there are benefits of patience. And one such benefit that Paul makes mention of is it produces character, but also it produces hope. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 14. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, and then finally at that catch-all, be patient with all. What is another benefit of patience? Well, it helps us to deal with people. Well, what kind of people? All the people. It helps us to deal with all of the people. Every single person that you can think of. What allows me to handle and deal with that relationship? Patience. It's a benefit of that. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Not growing weary, being patient, it enables us to continue to do good. We see in James chapter 5 and verse 7, therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. The benefits of patience allows us to look for Christ to come again. Even in the pages of the Old Testament, we see benefits. In Isaiah chapter 40 and verses 30 and 31, he says this, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, And the young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The point that's made here is patience gives us strength. And then finally in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 8, it says the end of a thing is better than its beginning. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Patience helps us with our humility. So you think about the benefits of patience. Sure, it is established on foundational principles like faith and trust in God, but there are benefits like character and hope or helping us to deal with all people, enabling us to continue to do good, looking and helping us look for Christ to come again, gives us strength, helps us with humility. Now, we think about examples of patience. I mean, we could spend lots of time examining good examples of patience throughout Scripture. We could certainly talk about the patience of Job, who had to deal with incredible adversity, or the patience of Joseph, who had to wait on God and his goodness, or the patience of David, who was anointed king and then had to wait a long time through difficult circumstances before the throne was really his. We could talk about God's side of patience. The story of the prodigal son and the father there depicting God and the patience that he has for us. But one example I do want us to spend and think about that we don't normally think about when it comes to patience is a story about Abraham in Genesis chapter 22. And so if you've got a Bible handy... I want you to open up to Genesis chapter 22. It's a story that you'll probably be familiar with. Rarely do we use it as an example to patience. 
But there is something that happens here that I think hits the nail right on the head with the way we're talking about patience tonight. In Genesis chapter 22, beginning in verse 1, Genesis chapter 22, beginning in verse 1, we, we think about Abraham. There are lots of places that we could go to talk about Abraham and patience when God asks him to leave. Even when he didn't know where he was going, he had to be patient about that. The promises that were made to him in Genesis chapter 12, even specifically about the birth of a son, he had to wait for that. When that son was born, Isaac, there's another test where he needed patience. In Genesis chapter 22, read with me beginning of verse 1 down through verse 8. It says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. And then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. And so Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. And then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and he saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey and the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. And so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. And But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and he says, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. And then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And so the two of them went together. I want us to think about this story just for a second, certainly in the context of what we've been talking about. Rarely, rarely do we use patience as an application point to this story. Rarely do we do that. But it's exactly what we've been talking about. It is exactly the idea that we have. We're familiar with the story. God promises Abraham that he's going to have descendants before he has any. And in his old age, he is given the son of promise. And it is this son that God now comes to him and says, I want you to take that son to a mountain that I will show you, and I want you to offer him there. And Abraham packs the things that's needed. And they leave, and they go on a journey. And, and the story is there, and it's very visual. So each and every one of us, we can picture, we can picture the events of the people that he has with him. And they get so far, and Abraham basically leaves everybody else behind. And it's just him and his young son. And they're traveling up the mountain. And they have all of the things. They have the fire. They have the wood. They have the knife. They have everything that they would need. And here you have this super perceptive young guy. What about the land that we're going to offer? And I want you to think about Abraham's response. Do you think this was a difficult thing for Abraham to do? You think in the midst of this journey that took days that Abraham was thinking about all that God has asked him to do? 
to take his son and to offer him as a sacrifice. Do you think Abraham was wrestling with some of that? It was a difficult, difficult circumstance that Abraham was in. And right on the precipice of it, his son comes to him and says, Dad, where, where, where is that sacrifice? Where's that lamb at? And what we see from what we've talked about and certainly from the definition of the word, Abraham showcases incredible patience. They're on the way up the mountain. They are moments away from the sacrifice. And how does Abraham respond? God's going to take care of it. You see, when we begin to think about the level of faith that Abraham had, the level of trust that Abraham had, is what allowed him to wait on God to act. It's an incredible showcase of patience. God has this. God is in control of this. God will do what's best here. When Abraham responds that the Lord will provide, he is responding with faith, he is responding with trust, he is responding with patience. So for us, try to get practical with it a little bit. We've made mention that at times this is something that is very difficult for us because we are usually in a difficult circumstance. And we find ourselves in a difficult circumstance and we are required then to wait on God with faith and with trust. And so what are some steps that we could take to mature or to grow in our patience? I want to share with you three very practical ways that we can do just that. And the first one is this. Think about, be thankful for, and appreciate God's patience with you. Meditate upon that. You see, we use the same application point for lots of other things. We think about how best to love others. What do we often say? Well, meditate and think about God's love for you. How do we best forgive other people? Well, we do that by meditating on and thinking about God's forgiveness for us. You see, we do that in lots of ways, and certainly it applies here as well. You think about, you be thankful for, you meditate upon, you appreciate God's patience with you. What does that look like? God never gives up on you. God never walks away from you. He's always there. He's always waiting. He always forgives. That's how he operates. And when I begin to meditate upon that, when I begin to think about that, when I begin to be thankful for that, number one, it absolutely is going to make it easier for me to wait on God's timing. Because I believe he's there. He's ready. He's got this. That's what Abraham said. They're walking up the mountain. He tells his son, listen, God's got this. He has this under control. And so certainly it's going to make it easier to wait on God's timing. But it's also going to have an impact on my patience with others. 
You see, when I meditate upon God's love for me, that has an impact on my love for God, for sure, but also my love for other people. When I think about God's forgiveness for me, that has an impact on then my forgiveness for other people. When I think about God's patience for me, certainly that has an impact on my relationship with God, but it also should have an impact on my patience with others. When I sit back and really think about it, I'm not the easiest person to be patient with. And my guess is there are times that you're not the easiest person to be patient with. And the ones closest to us, they oftentimes struggle with being patient with us. But God never struggles with that. He's always there. He's always waiting. He's always willing. And I've got to take that and apply it then on the outside. And so I've got to think about, I've got to be thankful for, I've got to appreciate God's patience with me. And that will then have an impact on my patience with others. Secondly, I've got to trust God. I've got to trust him now, certainly in the present, when I find myself in difficulty, but I've also got to be able to trust him in the future. What does that look like? Well, it looks like what we saw in Genesis chapter 22. It looked like Abraham who says, listen, God has this moment under control. He's going to do the right thing. It's that understanding that God has a plan for you. And it's operating. And God has a plan for me. And sometimes we, we look at our life and, and it isn't, maybe it isn't what we think that it should look like. Or we find ourselves in a circumstance and we think, I shouldn't be in this circumstance. Or I shouldn't be in this circumstance as long as I've been in this circumstance. Or this thing shouldn't have been as difficult as this thing turned out to be. Or we look at our life and we think that we are stuck or we have stalled in some way. That has an impact on our patience. Well, I'm going to ask that you trust that God is still working. God doesn't forget. He doesn't miss. He doesn't lose sight. Sometimes our perception is misplaced. But God's plan is always moving. And so we've got to have trust that God is working. Do you think Abraham would have been tempted with that in Genesis chapter 22? This promised son that everything was hinged upon. When God tells Abraham, I want you to take that son and and sacrifice him on this mountain. That there wouldn't have been a temptation for Abraham to say, listen, that that goes against everything. You've lost sight of everything that we've worked for. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem the direction that we should go here. But he trusts God. Even the Hebrew writer tells us to the level that if he were to sacrifice his son because of the promises that God has made for the future, that God would have raised him up. That's the level of faith and trust that he had. So you think about and you be thankful and you appreciate God's patience with you. Secondly, you trust God. You trust him now and you trust him in the future. And then finally, you count your blessings. 
And you think, why, why is that important? Well, I'll tell you why it's important. Because no matter, no matter how trying the situation may be on your patience, or no matter how difficult the circumstance is that you find yourself in, there are always so many things to be thankful for. That's been the case in my life, and I'm sure it's been the case in your life. In my most difficult of times, if I can enable myself, and I know it's hard, it's hard sometimes, but if I could enable myself, even in the most trying of circumstances, to take at least a baby step out of that, And to realize I am continually surrounded by blessings. I'm continually surrounded by goodness and things that I can be thankful for. And so as you wait through that time, you praise God for what he has done. You praise him for the promises that he has made. And it will have a profound impact on your level of patience. When I'm able to sit in the circumstance and not so much fill my mind up with how terrible this is, but fill my mind up with how good God is. It'll make that circumstance that I'm dealing with so much more simple and easy to maneuver through. That's what patience is all about. That's what patience is. It's what enables us to do that. And so when we think about these three things, probably each and every one of us are like, I could use some help in patience. I could grow in my patience. Well, you take a look at these three things, and maybe there's something else that we could add to a list like this. But these are things that point us in the right direction when it comes to patience. It's a powerful tool. And as we close, I'll remind you, there's no choice about patience. It doesn't come down to personality type. That guy's just built for patience, and I'm just not really built for that. I've got strengths in other areas. No, God demands patience of all of us. Why is he able to do that? Because it stems out of faith. It stems out of trust. And if I've got faith... And I've got trust in God. Patience will come from that. So let's think about it. Let's meditate upon it. Let's work on it together. Let's work on it individually as we strive to have a great relationship with God. So as we close this evening and this time that we have together, Vinny is going to lead us in the song of invitation. It gives us an opportunity to think about where we are with God. And it may be tonight that we can help you get closer to him. Maybe we can help you begin even that relationship with God. We'd love to help you. We'd love to be there for you. If we can in any way, let us know as we stand and sing.